Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Method to the Madness, our Breaking Bad edition. I'm your host, Mitchie, and joining me as usual is Patrick. Hello. And this time we're covering the second episode of season five titled Madrigal. I really like this episode. Uh, It kind of gives you the awareness or something of what's exactly going on and and what exactly like, you know, the influence and the outreach of the events in Albuquerque Mm. because, you know, opens up with Germany, which is pretty crazy. Very cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get in the plot summary. All right. So, in Germany, Peter Schuller, an executive for Magical Electromotive, kills himself with a portable defibrillator after police arrive to question him about his long-standing ties to Gus Fring. Back in Albuquerque, Walter and Jesse successfully find the lost rice and cigarettes. However, However, unbeknownst to Jesse, it is a fake replaced by Walt. Walt and Jesse offer Mike an equal three-way partnership in a new meth operation. Mike refuses, explaining that Walt is a dangerous time bomb and that he has no intention of waiting until Walt blows everything around him to pieces. So, everything culminated to this moment. I've been spending the last, like, 18 months learning German. (laughs) Everything culminated into this opening scene of this episode. Nice. Did you... You you didn't even look at the subtitles. Nah, nah, I did a little bit. I'm not that good. (laughs) But it's good. It's like, I don't know, it's just crazy, like... You know, like it's just so unexpected. Like you, yeah. you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect it at all. And then it's kind of well, obviously it's unexpected, but um, it's just random because you got this dude and he just kills himself. And you just like, you know, when you first watch this, you just cannot see how this could be connected in any way until a little bit later in the episode. And also how the Los Polos Hermanos is being taken down the sign. The dude walks yeah. past it. It's just like I don't know. It's just crazy. I love it. Well, because that's the first sign you get that this is the, of how this is connected, right? Because otherwise, the episode starts with German food scientists explaining <laughs> different sources. Like it's so random. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the best yeah. bit. It's, it's just that's full of that's what Breaking Bad's about. It's just introducing yeah. you to you a random scene of like, and you're just like, well, how is this related? And then it is related. <laughs> yeah, but I really love how. This really introduces us to the international scope of Gus's influence and his operation, yeah. Yeah. which Walter Walter really doesn't know or didn't know what he was dealing with. Hey, like he thinks he's top shit for you know killing Gus Fring and and now spearheading spearheading his own meth operation. Yeah, but it was nothing compared to what Gus was in in leagues with. You know, like his influence was actually like you know over the globe. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I can't believe he killed him. I love when Herr Schuler kills himself and he there's a such a meaty slap of yeah. his face to the floor. <laughs> I, yeah, I 100% remember that too. It sounds like no, fucked. there's no shock or anything. It's just like a fucking yeah. There's no bounce back. Yeah, it, 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 I feel like that's like actually what would happen if you just fell face first onto the ground. Like you're, yeah, you're not probably. gonna fucking bounce. You're just gonna absorb that impact 100, percent and all that that sound is just gonna resonate from wherever you. I, I guess if you land on your cheek, that would happen. But maybe on your head, it would be kind of not good. Yeah, but how how did they do that? Is the actor okay? Or did that hurt? Like it looks like it hurt. He's a method actor. He did it. Oh, true. He's a meth actor. He actually killed himself. <laughs> oh no, shit! No, I'm joking. <laughs> that's commitment. Although that's kind of like. I don't think I've ever seen anyone kill themselves like this in a movie before. Like, it's pretty unique. Yeah, like, ch- chucking is. a defibrillator, but then taking the end off and putting it in your mouth. Like, fuck. 
Bro, I didn't even know they had portable defibrillators. Like, what's an instance where you would ever use that? <laughs> I don't know. I've seen them if, around a lot, though. Like, in shopping really? centers I, and shit. I, I feel like I'd be too scared. Like, if someone's having a heart attack, I'd be like, nah, bro. Like, I, I don't... I'm not qualified to do this. Someone else do it. Yeah. They've got like noobish, yeah. noob, noob instructions on it. It's meant to be yeah. really easy. You just like put those pads on the chest and then you press a button and that's it. I feel like I'd still fuck that up somehow. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Like, how do you know when to do it? You know, what if you just killed yeah. them? Like, I don't know. What What if they're not having a heart attack and they just, they, they have like a fainting syndrome or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't know when to use a defibrillator on someone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this Ryson scene, man, like, holy, it just feels so sorry for Jesse. Like he's been so manipulated. Like we know that the Ryson cigarettes fake and that, you know, I guess Walt's tying off loose ends to make sure that it doesn't get traced back to him. But when Jesse just starts crying because he's like, oh, you know, I almost shot you and it wasn't even the case. Like, yeah. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I know. Jesse's like so genuine and. Yeah, what's a piece of shit taking care of that? Uh, taking advantage of that? Yeah, exactly. It it just hurts to watch, and yeah, it. But he's so human, like he's so compassionate. It's amazing. Yeah, Jesse, yeah, no, compassionate yeah. is definitely the right word. Yeah, maybe not human. Yeah, I love the I love the when they go to Mike's place. Yeah, and he gives that speech about how you know about how Walter is a ticking time bomb, and he is one thousand percent accurate. Yeah, <laughs> um, like it's it, oh, it, it's just spot on right on the money and it just goes to show how smart he is yeah like how like he has a lot of wisdom in being a criminal and he can tell that like yeah walter is a time bomb it gets him killed though not taking his own advice right and this that's really interesting why because this episode is pretty mike centric yeah yeah it really is yeah like you know it's it, I don't know, so compelling how it absolutely makes sense. He made the right decision in turning down Walter, but then circumstances like the money being taken away from his granddaughter um, and also not having the heart to kill Lydia later on, it's just like kind of all these circumstances that add up to him eventually having to take up Walter's offer. Yeah. All right, should we move on? Yeah. Meanwhile, Hank takes part in a meeting between the DEA and Madrigal CEO, who claims Shula was a lone criminal within the company and promises full cooperation. Hank's boss, ASAC George Merkert, reveals that he is being forced out of his job as symbolic punishment by superiors for failing to heed Hank's warnings about Gus. A uh, Houston-based Madrigal executive named Lydia Rodart Quayle asks Mike to kill 11 men from Gus's operation in order to tie up loose ends. Mike refuses as Gus paid them enough to keep quiet. However, when he is called in to meet with Hank and Steve Gomez, Mike turns the authorities. Mike learns the authorities have seized all of the offshore accounts Gus has set up for key underlings in his meth operation. Mike is affected as well since his account, uh, set up in his ten-year-old granddaughter's name, was worth two million dollars. Later, Chow, Mike's old methylamine supplier, invites Mike to his home to discuss their shared operation with the police. Mike correctly suspects that it is a setup and gets the jump on Chris, one of his former men, who has already killed Chow. Chris explains that Lydia had contracted him to kill everyone after Mike refused, as he needs the money. Mike kills Chris and later breaks into Lydia's house in Houston. As he is about to execute her, Lydia, Lydia's panicked pleas about her daughter affect him. He decides to spare Lydia in exchange for her becoming Walt's new methylamine, methylamine supplier. Mike calls Walt and accepts partnership in this new meth operation. End of episode. Yeah, I I guess the first bit is a Hank and George Merkert scene. So yeah. Asak Merkert's leaving, where well, he's getting sacked, I guess. And 
I don't know. This is just a really interesting scene. Firstly, you find out that the laptop was encrypted and they probably couldn't have got into it anyway. Yeah. Maybe not true. We don't really know, you know, and, and so fair enough that Walt's still concerned about it. But it's just interesting, right? Like that whole hassle of the previous episode that may not even have been necessary. Yeah, it is an interesting detail to leave Yeah, because I'm pretty sure you can encrypt a laptop to ensure that no one can access it, not even the police. Like, that's a pretty standard thing that happens these days. Yeah. And also just, like, the obvious parallel between George Merkert and Gus and Hank and Walt, you know. Oh, yeah. Good point. Do you think Hank suspects anything? Like, he kind of seems to acknowledge the warning, but I still don't think he knows anything about Walt or even suspects it. Ah, uh, not at this point, I don't think, no. Yeah. It's interesting, though. Yeah. Like, how he made a big point about how Gus Fring came over, brought fish, and taught him how to cook fish properly, and, and he, you know, was there with his family and that. And obviously, he's very kind of affected by that, and that's exactly what's happening with Hank, too, and the exact same feeling he'll have soon. Yeah, well, they, they, you know, they do, he does muse on that a bit, you know, because either him or Marie says, like, you know, acknowledges that if he ever does catch Walt, he's going to get fired. It'll be the end of his career or something like that. Yeah. 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 And then this is the first time we get introduced to Lydia. <laughs> well, do, you, do you like her or do you? Well, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, she's an interesting character. The, the only criminal we see in Breaking Bad is a woman. Um, yeah, that's actually true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I mean, even remember much with her. Oh, really? I just remember that she's quite a nasty person. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, she she is absolutely like a pretty ruthless white-collar criminal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> white-collar criminal. <laughs> yeah, well, she's not she's not a gangster or anything, you know, like Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting to see Vince Gilligan's approach to um you know, I, I assume, you know, you have all these villains so far and you there's no women among them. And then he goes, well, what if there was? And how would, you know, what realistically would that be like? And then so you've got this, yeah, like, you know, you know how like later on she's she has an aversion to like violence and blood and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she's perfectly, you know, content with asking Mike to kill these 11 people so long as she can't see it. Bro, they're the um, worst type of baddies. Yeah, exactly. And then I think in the in a couple episodes, he says, oh, trust me, she deserves to die more than any man I've ever met. Like, I don't know. It's just, she's a very interesting character to me. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's very much um, like Himmler during World War II. He was one of the higher up Nazis that was like responsible for the Holocaust. Apparently, he couldn't stand the sight of blood. Yeah, interesting. And, and, and when he visited the camps, he was like absolutely disgusted you know, and, and sick, literally, because he couldn't see them, like, you know, in that state, yeah. which is just so ridiculous <laughs> when he's the one that implemented that. And it's similar with this, right? Like, yeah, they're like the worst because they're, they're the administrators of, of, you know, terrible things, mm. but then they can't even do it themselves. It's like, it's so deadly. Yeah. It's just the worst combination because they can think anything or do anything that will really be nasty. I like how she's like kind of really awkward and paranoid as well. Like she's yeah. oh, oh, very pedantic. Yeah, she and then she's meeting Mike at the restaurant. She's like, "Oh, the Connor, I, I didn't see you there." And then the waitress goes, "Anything else I can get you, Mike?" And then she just looks kind of yeah. embarrassed. <laughs> she yeah, I, I just love Breaking Bad for characterizing everyone so well, yeah. you know. And I feel like with Lydia, like from what I remember, 
the, like with the whole stevia thing and it, especially the stevia thing man because that really links to the very end yeah um but yeah like just her whole kind of what we call it like ocd nature she needs things in particular order and she'll drink only this particular tea yeah just does a great job at, at kind of corroborating with you know this character where she can't stand the sight of blood but is happy to murder people you know you just expect someone like that to be like that it, it just fits her so well hmm. i like how the actress is also she's um i think she's irish right She's got like oh, this really? really thick accent, <laughs> but yeah. you could never tell when you see her in this sh- in this show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um... Oh, she might be Scottish. I'm sorry, I, I get <laughs> I have trouble telling those two apart. One of the two. They do have very similar accents. Yeah. Like, admittedly, not not. Wait, wh- where's, where's David David Tennant from? He's Scottish. Oh, okay, then she is Scottish. Same yeah, with Peter sounds... Capaldi. Yeah. Yeah yeah and then is this also the first time we see kaylee uh mike's granddaughter or we'll learn about her no no i believe there was a scene where she was playing at a park and he had balloons oh you're right you're right yeah yeah quite a while ago we we learned a lot about mike like this is his main motivation did we know that before though no i guess not like like we knew he i think we knew he had a granddaughter that he loved but we didn't realize that the money is going to her and obviously he really loves her you know yeah um what i don't get you know at the end of this episode is that i think we can all accept that mike was actually truly going to kill lydia right in her house at the end but yeah he's you know heart of gold prevent you know he, he felt bad about her so he didn't didn't kill her so he decides to instead join Walt, even though he said he wouldn't, which, you know, is the right thing to do because Walt will get him killed. And why would he do that? And also just kind of like use Lydia as like, oh, you know, she, she can give me methylamine. It just kind of was a bit strange. Like, is there, a, because all he could have done was just not kill her, right? And just let, he could have left and not joined Walt. But why did she have to use, he have to use her for methylamine? Is because he they the feds took away the money for his granddaughter, which was the whole reason he was doing the things with Gus, and it just the stars just happened to align in that moment. I guess it clicked for him where he's like, "She's a supplier of methylamine. I have this job opportunity, yeah, and I need money for my granddaughter. So fuck it, like I might as well." Right. Okay. So the money was under threat. So I guess yeah, he needed to continue the business to make more money. Yeah. So, yeah, the main things motivating him in that scene, I'd, I'd say uh, he, he needs money. And also, yeah, as I said earlier, he doesn't have the heart to kill Lydia right then and there because um, he sympathizes with her because she's like, you know, my daughter has to find me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's got a soft spot for kids in this show. Yeah. Except <laughs> Walt, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he poisoned one. Um, I yeah. just like the whole hitman kind of aspect of this episode is great. Like, like. Before he goes to Lydia's house, he kills that dude. Chris, apparently, is his name. Um, the hitman that killed, uh, what's his name, Chow? And yeah, he just sits down, you know, that, 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 that kind of shot where Chow's in the middle and Chris and Mike are on the left and right on the armchairs. And, you know, he's at gunpoint, Chris. And just, he just sits down so calmly. He's just like... You know, he he probably knows he's going to die because he knows he's, like, done wrong by uh, Mike and Mike has to kill him. And I don't know, just 
he just seems so accepting of his death and it's probably because you know he's just a hitman he knows that this could ha- this could happen for any reason at any moment so all the time these people must just think like you know they're just so ready to die it's just strange well, I, I don't know i think I, he was still trying to weasel his way out because he just before mike shot him he was like listen mike like and then you know mike shoots him obviously not giving him a chance to uh, so I don't know to talk his way out if you know that was his plan or if that could even if that was something that could possibly be done um, just goes to show you how efficient Mike is you know yeah it's just but he's just yeah. he just does it with he, Chris kind of responds with such I don't know like composure yeah you know you're about to be killed like I don't know like I mean yeah it would have done him some good to to <laughs> run around and maybe <laughs> to like uh to to dive and shoot your way out maybe yeah 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 i don't know and then but then lydia's reaction at the end is obviously totally different because she's not a hitman and it's just scary the idea of being assassinated by some hitman you know probably wouldn't happen to us too because there's not really much reason for it to happen to us too but man i don't know about living a life like that where you could just be executed at any moment yeah I mean, yeah, <laughs> a life of constantly looking over your shoulder, it's uh, that kind of shit doesn't leave you, I think. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah, same. All right, well, join us next time for episode three, season five of Breaking Bad. Thank you for listening. See you later. My guys are solid. I vetted them with great care. And Fring made sure they were well compensated in the event of a situation such as this. They're paid to stand up to the heat, keep the mouth shut, no matter what, and they will. Now, I don't know what kind of movies you've been watching, but here in the real world, we don't kill 11 people as some kind of prophylactic measure. Look at me and say you understand. I understand. If you like this series, Mitch is gonna tell you where you can find more of these. Yep, so you can find us on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. And we've also got a website, amttm.com, where you can find our fabulous episodes on Breaking Bad. If you have any questions, queries, insights, or criticism, you can send them to mail at amttm.com. And as always, thank you for listening.